Weatherwise, here from the meteorologist at 47 ABC WMDT. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Wurzik here with meteorologist Sloan Haynes. And we just finished Fair Week up at um, uh, the Delaware State Fair in Harrington. Yes. Did you have a good time? I did. I had a lot of fun. Um, I was fortunate to go on two of the hottest days, so that was a blast. <laughs> I, told, I told you Delaware State Fair is always you one of the hottest weeks of the summer. On that, yes. And we're outside and it really does feel like we're standing on the sun. <laughs> it, re it really does. I, and you know, I believed you the whole time, but getting up there and actually experiencing that firsthand, I was mm -hmm. like, yep, yep, Sloan was right on it. Um, mm -hmm. Those days were brutal. Were tough. Yeah. <laughs> but what was nice about the fair is they had the cooling center, which we were yes. on the outside of, and of course, all the refreshments and the, yes. and the great stuff that you can get from the food carts. Um, to help keep you cool but standing outside giving the weather there for those mm -hmm. first couple days that was a little tough that was a little tough it, it was it was rough yeah i'm not gonna lie and i mean today we're gonna be talking about july a bit yeah and looking at the numbers i can see which days delaware state fair started because those numbers are bolded for you know being the hottest days of the month that's right for those of you listening at home um harrington delaware is where we were it's the southern part of kent county pretty much smack in the middle of uh, delaware and mm -hmm. Uh, you know, looking at a couple of these reporting stations, Dover and Georgetown um, being the closest ones, you know, the string of 90 degree days, of course, Salisbury too. Um, an official heat wave, uh, three days in a row or more, mm. 90 degrees or above, that is the definition of a heat wave. And I think we blew through that pretty easily. Mm -hmm. Yes, we did. I mean, just taking a look at the numbers at the end of the month for Dover, we were in the 90s from the 19th up until the 26th. Wow. So that was a that was... nice string of some hot days. And of course, I was the closest to Harrington, as you mentioned. And one of those days, the 25th being 97 degrees for the high temperature in Dover. And that was the day that the fair took place. So it was hot out there. For the entire peninsula, we saw above average temperatures for the month of July. And we also saw, I believe, above average rainfall for parts of the area. Some places not so much, but it was a hot July to say the least. It was hot, it was humid. We saw heat index values approaching 110 degrees for some parts of Delmarva. Well, that was, and that's, you bring up a critical point there too, was the, the dangerous nature of the heat was the high humidity to go mm -hmm. along with these hot temperatures. And because of that high humidity that brought the, what it actually felt like the heat index in the afternoons close to 110, as you said, on several days, um, that also meant we didn't cool down at night. Mm -hmm. And we talked about it on a couple of podcasts before, just the dangerous nature of these heat waves. It's when we don't cool down at night. We don't have temperatures that fall out of the 70s. That's where this becomes so much more unbearable. It's one thing to have the hot day and have the night to cool off and kind of allow our bodies to recuperate. But for those without air conditioning, this is brutal. And I'm looking at some of the numbers here from that stretch that you talked about uh, from the 19th through the 26th. Uh, just going up to Dover, they had nighttime lows in the mid to upper 70s. And in one case, on the 21st, they started the day at 79. That was the coolest temperature. That meant mm. the whole night they were in the 80s. And 80 degrees was low temperature on the 25th. And uh, it wasn't much better out of Salisbury, where that stretch we had low to mid 70s each night. And the same idea down in Georgetown, but just that's an indication of how much humidity was mm -hmm. in the air. We weren't breaking records during the day with high temperatures, but uh, setting those nighttime lows mm -hmm. at such a warm 
length. That meant even if you did have air conditioning, it was running 24-7. I'm speaking out of experience here. Um, <laughs> we're probably going to be paying for this, right? I don't yes. know about you. but Oh, I got my electric bill for July, and I looked at my fiance, and I said, oof, we got to turn the air conditioning off while you're working from home during the day. Yes, and I'm sure he was probably like, okay, And he was I'll like, sure, uh-huh. <laughs> Bump it up well, a few degrees. Yeah, maybe. he was That's like, we'll put it up. But you know, it's bad. Like I mean, you've pets and right. you understand like they're trying to find like the cool spots in the apartment. Like when it's so hot outside, my dog's restless when we're inside because, you know, he's using up all that cool spot on that one part of the tile right. he's laying on. He keeps <laughs> moving. And my dog, like he's a pampered pup, a hundred pounds of pure fur, of pure love. But the moment we're outside and it's hot, game over game he wants to go it. back inside mm -hmm. and it wasn't just the end of the month though that you know i was struggling to drag this hundred pound thing of fur with me <laughs> on a walk it was the beginning of the month we started off july in the 90s too so that's how we knew we were in for it we were in for a hot one for the month of july i mean for georgetown the high temperature on july 1st was 94 for dover 91 for salisbury also at 91 degrees. So it wasn't just the end of the month. We had these hot temperatures. And I know we mentioned 90s. That's what makes it a heat wave three days or above. But the upper 80s can be just as hot, Absolutely. especially with high humidity. Mm -hmm. And that's what we saw other parts of the month. We didn't really have like a nice, comfortable day out there for the month of July because it was either, you know, temperatures were very hot and it was humid or it was around seasonable and it was just as humid. So causing it to feel like we were in the 90s. Right. And pointing out to these days where you were saying it's mm. just as uncomfortable, just having highs only in the 80s with the humidity, those days and this time of the year, it's very common for that, the type of air masses that we're in, those days where the Salisbury Airport might have only got to 88 mm -hmm. or 89, that high temperature occurred at maybe like noon or one o'clock or two o'clock or something like that. And it was only because we saw cumulus clouds and, and you know, as a function mm. of the instability in the air develop and knock that temperature down a couple degrees just from keeping us to getting mm -hmm. above 90. So it wasn't the, the air mass that changed. It was just simply because we lost a little bit of sun in the afternoon mm -hmm. due to clouds or even just rain development. Yeah. And you know, when that happens this time of the year, we get the downpours, it feels good for maybe 30 minutes or so. And then it actually changes the environment. It adds moisture to the air. The dew point goes up after the rain's over, the sun comes out. It's actually more uncomfortable after it rains than mm -hmm. it was before it rains. So mm -hmm. can't really buy a, a break here this time of the year, but you know, looking, it's it, talking about rain, looking at rain for the month. Um, it was a typical month. I'd say uh, we ended up probably with a little more than usual. Yeah, for us here in Salisbury, we did. We saw over five inches of rain here in Salisbury. Um, that's above average by almost an inch, 5.58 inches what we saw. Now, typically August, it's our wettest month on record or per year where we see on average over five inch of precipitation pretty much throughout the area. But taking a look at numbers for Northern Delmarva, like Georgetown, they were slightly below average, typically uh, about 4.14 inches of rain falls there this time of year for July, but they saw a little over three and a half inches. So they were a little below average there. And for Dover, they didn't receive as much rain um, as the rest of the area, mostly because they did have some missing data throughout the month. So it's recording them as less than an inch, but typically they do see about four inches. About four inches, right. And worth there. noting too, I mean, precipitation is never fair or evenly doled out, even in, across short distances here mm. in Delmarva. But this time specifically, this part of the year, remembering, as, as you would know, you could be underneath a couple thunderstorms in one event, one mm. stormy event during an afternoon. Somebody picks up two to three inches of rain in one sitting because that 
whereas maybe 10 miles down the road, it was much less. We saw that recently with the flash flooding event mm -hmm. in the city of Salisbury, where parts of the city, literally within the city limits, five to six plus inches of rain, other parts of the city a few miles away, half inch to an inch at most. So. And I mean, pretty much throughout the area, looking at some of the models or recorded data rather for the month of July really showed the heaviest rainfall, the most rainfall falling over parts of southern and central Delmarva. And that's what we saw throughout the month of July. Um, we had that flash flooding event, but we also had a series of strong systems push through during the month that we were under, you know, severe thunderstorm warnings for storms that were producing heavy rainfall in a short amount of time leading to those flash flooding events. So we saw a lot of that throughout the month of July and the heat just helped, you know, escalate these systems to cause us to have some stronger storms later in the day. Right. And, and speaking of, uh, you know, how that pattern and the persistence of it, we're looking ahead into the month of August and it doesn't look like much is going to change. You know, we're looking at the temperature outlook and the precipitation outlook and here for Delmarva, kind of on the edge of uh, above normal for both temperatures mm -hmm. and precipitation. And this is um, keeping in mind, this is the, the, the what, what's expected or forecast for the entire month. But I could say this, looking at the overall upper pattern here for at least the first 10 days of the month, um, very similar to July, where we have Bermuda high pressure developing, then we have high pressure in the central or southern mm -hmm. part of the United States. And here in Delmarva, we're kind of squeezed in between. Yeah. So we get the effects of the heat dome, as they call it, whenever you're underneath high pressure. But these little cold fronts try to slide in. They die out as they do so, but it's just enough to touch off a shower mm -hmm. or thunderstorm. So we're in this, like, unsettled pattern. Where this in-between. This in-between, right. And where you almost can say, hey, at least on any given day, there's probably 10% chance mm -hmm. within a 25-mile point that there is going to be a pop-up shower or thunderstorm. Um, but it, it seems like a pattern that's not yeah. going to break. And... Typically in August and getting into September, we start looking toward the tropics to provide us mm -hmm. with some of this rain and maybe even some of the cooler days that help our averages uh, go down a little bit in August. But you were talking about this before we started the podcast, Sloan, uh, what yes. you're looking at from the National Hurricane Center. So this perfectly ties in with what we're talking about that you know, end of August, beginning of September, that's the peak of the Atlantic hurricane season. I believe September 10th is the true peak of the season. And typically that's why August is our wettest month for the years because we receive all this rain from these tropical systems that will move through the area. Well, you might have noticed it's been fairly quiet out there. And I, we mentioned a couple podcasts ago that the National Hurricane Center, NOAA, they do update their forecast as we head throughout the summer months, as we head throughout the hurricane season. And what we're going to see as we head into this week and to tomorrow, Thursday, is that they're updating it tomorrow. And what Rich and I were sort of talking about earlier is that, well, the past two seasons, they were record-breaking in more ways than one, especially 2020. I mean, we had an absurd amount of storms that summer. But what we're seeing now is like we had a lot more storms by this time two years ago. And even last year, we were already making our way through the list of names. August was the month that we had storms forming back to back to back for the Atlantic. Well, we haven't seen that yet. So we're thinking that they're going to lower their number, update their forecast and still an active season. They could be forecasting. I mean, the ocean temperatures, they're continuing to warm as we head throughout this month into next month, which will help development of systems, especially off the coast of Africa. 
but since we really haven't seen anything since it's been quiet, and even with a La Nina pattern, it's surprisingly quiet since this is supposed to be what really helps storms form. So we believe that they'll probably be lowering their number tomorrow. Colorado State will probably update theirs as well soon. So we're going to see what happens with the tropics over the next couple of days, how they're going to be changing this forecast. Right. And worth pointing out too, they changed the forecast, they'll probably lower the numbers. Mm. That's what you know we'd be assuming based on you know what you were talking about. But the idea is that it, it comes down to chance sometimes too. You can have a bunch of storms develop out in the uh, the Atlantic, the Caribbean, and if they don't make landfall or they dissipate or they turn back out into the open ocean, um, then it's really a non-story except for maybe some of the shipping yeah. lanes. But all it takes is one big storm. Mm -hmm. And I I posted actually on Facebook, I was like, not to jinx the situation, but this extended outlook, I had a graphic up from the Hurricane Center that showed no forecasted um, tropical cyclones the next five days. I was like, this looks great for Delmarva for all these beach and vacations. And it's been like this for right? a couple, like I think almost two weeks now where they're not forecasting anything. anything. And there's usually and something out yeah, there. Yeah, especially again, after the past two years we had, like we're, we're waiting for something. We're eager for something because that's what we're used to. I mean, 2020, each storm that formed broke its record to be the earliest numbers like name storm for that letter. And that's what we saw. Now we're not seeing that now. So it is keeping us all on our toes to it see is. what's going to happen, especially, you know, typically this time of the year, end of July into August, that's when we'll start to see those Gulf systems that either make landfall or they cross over Florida and go up the coast. This right. is uh, climatologically speaking, what we see this time of year. And then as we head into later August and September, climatologically speaking, it's the storms that form in the Atlantic that we see take days to develop, days to make their way across the Atlantic Ocean, then generally make their way either into the Caribbean Sea, into the Gulf, or along the east coast of the United States, or stay out at sea, or impacting Bermuda. Bermuda's always impacted by something like that. Yes. But that's what we typically see as we head throughout the rest of this one. So it's been fairly quiet now, and it's really keeping everybody on their toes. I have friends who work at the National Hurricane Center, and they're always like, yeah, it's just quiet. They're like, it's making our jobs easy. And I'm like, right. I'm sure it is. <laughs> Unfortunately, but... it might be giving them a little yes. bit of respite for something a little uh, a little yes. crazier down the line. And it this reminds me, um, and I was reading online a little bit about that too, that like not to let our guard down mm. just because it's quiet now. A month from now, this could be a totally different yep. story. A couple of weeks from now, it could be a totally different story. Uh, those of you listening that may be old enough to remember this, Hurricane Andrew from the early 90s, mm -hmm. that was the first named storm of the season. Uh, occurring later in the season and it struck Florida, made a second impact in Louisiana and found its way actually up the East Coast and impacted here in Delmarva and parts of the East Coast. Mm. And of course, not nearly as strong and it was a fast moving, uh, decaying tropical system at that point, but it impacted so much of the United States, both with the, the catastrophic landfall mm. in Florida and even in Louisiana, but also up through the East Coast with the rain. So, and that was first name storm yep. of the season after an incredibly quiet start to the season. So can never let your guard down. It just takes one storm. It does. It just takes one. I know it sounds like a broken record. We say it every year, but Andrew's a storm that Florida still based their infrastructure on for hurricane season to today because it was a storm that devastated parts of the state. And Michael as well, more recent years, 2018, that's another storm that's consistently talked about in Florida that they base their infrastructure on. So these storms change the way that, you know, laws are made, that people even live, still being impacted by it to this day. And us here on Delmarva, we're not a stranger to tropical systems. Um, 
recently we all remember Isa Eos. That was a long day for all of us. I believe it was Elsa we also had last year that had brought us some severe storms. Luckily, not as devastating or detrimental as Isa Eos was hers with the tornado warnings. Um, but again, we, we're not a stranger to it. Even if it's not the true system moving through the remnants, carried by a cold front enough to call some weather here for us. Right. So obviously something we keep a very close mm -hmm. eye on here in the Weather Center here at 47 ABC WMDT. And um, myself, you, Ulysses Garcia, we talk about this all the mm -hmm. time. Um, we're prepped for what we would have to do if we get back into one of these mm -hmm. tropical systems. But important to remember everybody listening at home that, um, you know, this is something that we start to gear up for this time of the year. And it is never too early to start thinking about your preparations. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of good stuff from the National uh, Hurricane Center. Mm -hmm. NOAA has uh, plenty of uh, guidelines yep. on how to prepare yourself for uh, either an evacuation from a direct hit from a, a tropical system or what we tend to deal with a lot of times, the flooding and the tornado threat mm -hmm. that we that we have to worry about. So um, you will keep an eye on it here yep. at the Storm Center. And, you know, we talked a lot today about the heat and humidity and uh, the rain and non-tropical stuff. So um, it's usually one issue or another here in the summer, right? And of course, with the lightning threat with the storms we've had lately for the beaches, all in all, outside of what we've had, it hasn't been too bad so far. And it hasn't kept you from going out. And I know we're getting long no. here on the podcast. So I wanted to end things with uh, wh where you're headed next for Foodie Friday. I'm excited oh, about this. This Foodie Friday, it's been a crowd favorite for Delmarva. It's a hard to get into restaurant. Like I'm talking like two weeks, you have to call in advance for a reservation there. But worth it 100%. It's 1776 Steakhouse in Rehoboth Beach. Now it's right next to the movie theater there on US 1 on Coastal Highway. Okay. So go in there, like order everything. I cannot recommend anything enough. They treated us to a tomahawk steak and it was amazing out of this world. I took it home, ate it later that night for dinner. That's how you know it was good. The owners are amazing people and also the community to them is so important and they stick to this really true American theme, hence the name 1776. But local veterans and their families after their passing have donated um, prized possessions to them, such as a fighter helmet and a naval sword. So there's so much to see in there. Even the um, creator of Pixar movies, one of the producers, he always sends a poster for all the movies oh, that he makes really and cool. signs them. So they're all back there. So there's to Toy Story in there. Um, so much more in there to enjoy. So don't just go for the food, go for the for relics the that you can find. It really is a true experience. I can't recommend them enough. And did you say it's hard to get in? Do you have to yes, get, it, get make, on a list? Make, make a reservation. <laughs> Tell them Sloan Haynes sent you there say, from that's... Foodie Friday. They were amazing people. <laughs> I cannot rave about the food enough. That's Well, I'm going to do that. I'm going to name drop you. Because <laughs> I'm going to come up there. I'm still so new to the area. I'm just going to be like, look, Sloan's been raving about. I need to come and change, uh, check this place out. I've driven by it before, but uh, that sounds fantastic. Mm -hmm. And everybody out there, trust Sloan with this. Uh, her Foodie Friday segments are, are fantastic. She finds some of the best places um, that sometimes are under the radar here in mm -hmm. Delmarva. And uh, it's worth definitely checking out. And of course, uh, when does that air? This will air this Friday during our news hour around 6.15. Okay, so, so stay tuned. Watch the full news hour. Watch Rich give you your weekend forecast because we all want to know if we can go to the beach. Exactly. And then you can make your reservations. Exactly. There we go. There you go. <laughs> and you can find us, of course, in Channel 47 here on Delmarva WMDT. And if you're listening from outside the area, we, we have our newscast yes. online, WMDT. 
com. So I think that's it for us mm -hmm. this week. We've got uh, a lot of work to get to here as we forecast another stretch of heat and humidity. And of course, we'll be back again next Wednesday with another edition of Weatherwise. Thanks for joining us for myself and meteorologist Sean Haynes. Have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thank you.